Hey, welcome to the morning after show, the Monday morning show. There's really nothing after at the uh, this time of the year. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Ryan Hensley. Thanks for coming to the show. We're going to be talking about what our expectations are for the 49ers this year. Like, how good are they going to be? They pretty much have their team. They'll make a couple more small moves, and then they'll draft uh, they'll draft players. But this is pretty much their team. We're going to go through it, offense, defense. We're going to talk about Trey Lance. We're going to talk about Kirk Cousins, who you always want to talk about on this. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so in the schedule as well, Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good weekend. How's your weekend? What'd you do? I saw that you had your your son was competing. Yeah, he was at Stanford high jumping. So that nice. my spring is going to be just all week, every Saturday. I'm pretty much at a track meet. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Um, I spent the weekend just watching movies because sometimes you got to like, you know, like cleanse your palate from just talking about the Niners all the time. So I yeah. decided to watch a bunch of movies I'd never seen. I watched six movies in two days. I watched. Rumble. If anyone knows these movies and wants to talk about them, throw in a comment because I've been thinking about them. They're all super artsy, and I don't really know how I feel. Rumble Fish. That was 1983's Black and White. Francis Ford Coppola, Mickey Work. Surprisingly good. Uh, Buffalo 66. Has anyone seen this? 1998. Christina Ricci. Uh, Heather's. Oh, Heather's is Reap. Good. Yeah, Heather's was hilarious. Repo yeah. Man. This was like the, the movie that put Emilio Estevez on the map. The that. Fly. Horrifying. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum and a movie called Deep End, which was deeply disturbing. It's a British movie that came out in 1970. I didn't know it was a horror movie. Ended up being a horror movie. Anyway, let's talk Heathers, about the Niners. Heathers, had, Heathers I had on VHS, and we used to, it was like you know the ones that we would just watch. I probably watched it like 20 times. Good movie. Yeah, Heathers was like the original Mean Girls, except just like way more outrageous. I mean, a thing. lot of death, yeah. a lot of dying. And you have Christian Slater, who Mean Girls didn't have. Christian Slater... Is yeah. so money in the late eighties. Yeah. He's got kind of like that, like <laughs> knockoff Jack Nicholson thing going on where he kind of talks like this. Yeah. I don't know. Christian Slater's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was, also yeah. love True Romance, which is another Christian Slater classic. Anyway, let's talk about the 49ers. All right. All right. They signed Javon Hargrave, Isaiah Oliver, Cleland Farrell, Miles Hartsfield. I remembered him. Mm. Has the defense improved? That was tough, and you got to also factor in new coach, right? Not D'Amico anymore. True. Um, yeah, I mean Wilkes. Yeah, I, if I if we're looking at just starters, I'm gonna say they improved. I'm gonna say they improved because Javon Hargrave is phenomenal. He's gonna make everybody else better. Um, I think having Hargrave up front is going to make the linebackers better, the defensive backs better. I mean, losing Jimmy Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, and D'Amico Ryan's tough. Um, that's really tough. You know, I like Emmanuel Mosley a lot. He's coming off the ACL. Jimmy Ward's getting older. Uh, I, I'm going to lean they got better because I think Hargrave's going to make a big difference. I'm excited a little bit about Isaiah Oliver, see what he can do at the nickel spot. I think Lenore stepped up well. So I think overall I would give the def- defense better if we're just looking at from a starter standpoint. That's what I was going to say too. Like Javon Hargrave is such a huge upgrade over whatever the Niners had. I mean, they had a bunch of people at, at the right D tackle last year. I mean, frankly, Eric Armstead was in and out last year, too. So Javon Hargrave has missed three games in his career. Huge upgrade. Yeah. Um, but to your point, though, they got thinner on defense. Like, they lost Samson Ebukam, Charles and Manny Hugh. Those were really good contributors. One was a starter. Al Shair, like, Amenahue wasn't a starter, but he was their second-best pass rusher. He's a better pass rusher than Eric Armstead, I think, in this. I mean, Armstead's 30. Amenahue's 25. Mm-hmm. Amenahue just went to the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, so I think that's a loss. But to your point, like, they're better. their starting lineup is better. 
They didn't downgrade a ton. They went from 32-year-old Jimmy Ward to Isaiah Oliver, who's what, 27, something like that? 26? Yeah. Yeah, and Only thing is, the Niners have thrived on depth for a long time, and they don't have it as much on defense now. So if Armstead misses time, if... Cox has, I mean, excuse me, I keep calling him Fletcher Cox. Javon, Har- he's not Fletcher Cox. He's Javon Hargrave. He yeah. hasn't missed much time, yeah. so, but he's 32, so we'll have to see. 30 as well. And, and, you know, a lot of people are, you know, down about the Emmanuel Mosley signing, but I think, what did he, he got injured, what, week four? Week five? Right, so the Niners, it's not like the Niners are losing him. They didn't yeah. have him down the stretch, although right. he might be a nice addition to the Lions if he bounces back. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think overall, I'm when you're talking about a starting, as long as the, the 49ers stay healthy, don't get injured, and they can play these guys that they that are kind of penciled in to start right now. I think they've upgraded, and then there are there are some definite sophomores that might you know contribute. Like uh, McCrary Ball might be that linebacker replacement for Al Shaheer. Yeah. So uh, they could be okay. I think the draft and um, that set, that sophomore group that's going to make a difference on the depth. So we'll see how they develop. Those guys are all kind of unknown a little bit. I want to say like almost more the sophomore group than the rookies. I mean, the Niners might get one, two, maybe three contributors who are rookies but i feel like their whole thing now is to redshirt guys as much as possible and look at what happened last year talanoa it worked with talanoa yeah it worked with banks it worked with brendel brendel i mean it's like a 30 year old redshirt but that's three guys right there and i'm I'm probably missing one yeah and and on the defensive side if drake jackson lenore yeah lenore Lenore it's four yeah he's a sophomore i expect him to make a jump he's going to be in that weight room i imagine and he's going to be a contributor. I could so who could him. who could it be this year? Drake Jackson needs it needs to be him. Um, yeah. Ty Davis Price and Danny Gray. One of you, please. Yeah. I, I, I'm more actually have more uh, faith in Danny Gray. Than, I didn't Burford. see anything I liked from from Ty Davis Price, but Danny Gray was making. Yes, and Burford. Burford has to make a jump because he was okay at guard last year on the offensive. I know we're talking about defense, but on the yeah. offensive side, he was okay at guard. Um, yeah, but I don't know if they plan on moving him out to right tackle or what. But um, either way, he's going to have to be improved. Also, Brock Purdy. Bro, we need. <laughs> they need you. Yeah. They really do. Um, so yeah, the defense has improved, but actually, it's it's not that much better than it was last year. It was the number one defense in the league last year, mm-hmm. and they added Javon Hargrave. They they sacrificed some depth. It may not be the number one defense in the league this year, or it might be. It's it's going to be tough to be better than it was last year, but it I is still very good, and it might be better than last year. I think the X factor is Hargrave here, though. Like he, like I said, I think oh, he, can make, yeah. he can make the linebackers better. He can make the defensive back better. He can make the run uh, defense better. Uh, he can make the pass rush better. So he he could be instrumental. They could be better. It's good. Yeah, agree. It's going to be very interesting to see how the Niners use Hargrave because if you go and look at how he's been using his career, really the last couple of years in Philly, he's had a ton of success. He's been in a rotation. He has played. He doesn't miss games. But he doesn't play 75% of this. He doesn't play 1,000 snaps a season. He plays about 65 to 70% of the snaps. He's never played more than 68% of the snaps in a season. So the Niners, they use a rotation too, but they don't really have the depth anymore. And like Arm said, Bosa, these are guys who've been playing about 75% of the snaps for the Niners defense. So Hargrave, for what they're paying him, you're probably going to have to step it up. And again, he's 30. Like this isn't stuff he did in his 20s. So... Really good player, but he's going to be used a little bit differently here. He's going to get more attention. Um, still a great defense, though. Yeah, I think I mean, Wilkes is the X factor. What is Wilkes going to do differently? Because the Niners, I don't think D'Amico did that much differently from, from what Sala was doing. He was no. coaching under Sala. He watched Sala. He might have tweaked a couple of things or had a few different things he liked to do. But Wilkes has his own, 
I mean, frankly, he's been doing this a very long time. He has his own format. Yeah, I, I anticipate more aggression, it seems like, from his history. He's more likely to blitz. He's more likely blitz. to be, play aggressively. And not only Because D'Amico would just hang back in games where he had no pass rush and be like, well, I'm just going to let my front four do it. Like, no, man. Yes. And, you, and, you and could from a, you generate some. From a some. standpoint, yeah. from watching, the excitement level of having being aggressive on defense, I like it, right? I know it can be a little risky at times, but I think Wilkes is going to be more aggressive as long as Kyle lets him be. You know, who knows if Kyle, how much control Kyle's going to have over that. Um, I think, I think there'll be less man-to-man -man coverage, though. I think there's going to be yeah. less uh, aggressive coverages, but more aggressive pressures. I do. Yeah, like yeah and I think yeah. that's a good combination. I kind of like that yeah. from a defensive um, standpoint. But I think one thing we're really learning, and we already knew it, but it seems like we're learning it more and more, is that how, how in control Kyle Shanahan is, right? We learned it in the press conference with John Lynch about uh, personnel decisions. Uh, we learned it um, when they were hiring a defensive coordinator, how important it was that Kyle, you know, that they ran the same similar type of defense and switch things up. So I think we're learning more and more how much this is Kyle's team, right? He's he kind of controls everything. So I know Wilkes is more aggressive. Hopefully Kyle lets him do that. I'm not sure if he will or not, but we'll, we'll find out. Uh, Ace Nong 29 Ace says Nong. is a, is a new member. Yeah. Thanks. Ace Nong. Give a little Ace Nong. Uh, what we got here? Rajbir Samra says, which model is better? Continuous relevance like Niners or one to two years of relevance followed by five to six years of irrelevance like the Rams? Ooh, see, hold on. I think Rajbir kind of is trying to set us up to give us one answer. You call, I, what you call the Rams and relevance, I call a Super Bowl victory. See, that's what I think is kind of interesting about new age Niner fans. They just sort of equate Super Bowl losses with Super Bowl wins. Yeah. NFC Championship appearances with NFC Ch with Super Bowl wins. It's like, hey, it's fluky. At least they were in the dance. Like, yeah, but these are the 49ers, man, not the Detroit Lions. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a I'll take hardware. Yeah, I'll trade I'll trade 5 years of irrelevance for one Super Bowl. I will. That, that's my mentality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know who else is constantly relevant? Winning 12, 13 games in the playoffs. Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't they're, they're a national joke, right? Like, Stephen A. Smith makes a living making fun of that team. And really, every national analyst agrees that that team is yeah. going nowhere. And they're silly. Uh, but no one makes fun of the 49ers because they're on the West Coast. And Dallas sort of takes that attention. But they're so similar. Jed yeah. York has turned them into Jerry Jones, a the Jerry Jones-esque team. Very neither, one, neither team has won what 94 95 Super Bowl. That's the last time they won a Super Bowl, and they get competitive, they make the playoffs, and then they take an exit. So, yeah, they're very similar. Yeah, Karan, you're spoiling the show. There was, a, there was going to be an element of surprise, and you're spoiling the show. Six games in the East Central Zone, lots of travel. Yep, it's going to be crazy. And as someone who traveled with the team in every game last year, there was not a lot of long travel. So we're going to talk about that. Corey Soto, Crystal Ball, this will be Kittle's last year with the Niners. Somehow he reunites with Jimmy Garoppolo in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I've heard some people think that he's just going to uh, go to the WWE at some point. <laughs> okay. I might pay more. Yeah. But at this point, I mean, all those touchdowns he scored last year, he probably could make more in the NFL, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. A lot of, I've heard that, that Kittle is, is on his way out. I don't know. He, he probably has at least a couple years left, I would imagine. I would think so. Uh, Keaton Ellis says, whose trade value do you guys think is higher, Lance or Purdy? Yikes. Similar. I don't. I don't think either one's high enough to really entertain the offer because. Yeah. I mean, the Niners are so invested in Lance they can't get any of that back. The Niners aren't super invested in Purdy, but he's coming off a torn UCL, so like now would be the worst time. 
No one, plus, no one's going to trade for these guys until they see him on the field. How about that? No well, one's going to trade then, for Trey Lance until they see him on the field. He's coming and, off a serious injury. And if you're talking value, I mean, look at what you spent for Trey Lance to what you would trade him for versus what you spent for Brock Purdy to what you trade him for. The, the, the greater value would be Purdy because you didn't pay anything for him. How do you actually call up the Niners and trade for Trey Lance right now before you see him or on the Purdy. field in a practice or, yeah. or, or Purdy or for even read a, a practice report? Because, I mean, I don't know. Trey Lance could be running a 4-9 when he comes back. I don't expect that. Brock Purdy could have, you know, could be throwing left-handed when he comes back. I don't expect that. But we don't know. Right. If I were a team, I'd at least like to have a report or, or some eyes on the finished product of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, has the 49ers' offense improved? They lost Mike McGlinchey. They lost, help me out here, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Um, they lost Daniel Brunskill. Brunskill, yeah. Okay. And, then they, and they added, added Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. So no, no, they haven't. No, they haven't. No. I think a lot of this stuff, you know, free agency is not done and the draft is not, you know, we haven't had the draft yet, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's proven to be better than Sam Darnold, at least from what he's been able yeah, to Yeah, I mean, look at the contracts they just signed, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Jimmy's better no, than I, Sam Darnold. I, I think it's a better move signing Darnold, and I think he yeah. has potential where Jimmy doesn't, but that's still potential yeah. and unfulfilled. Yeah, I mean, you go Still unfulfilled. Trey Lance. Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and Sam Darnold. That last year, better Jim, having Jimmy right. Darnold. And two two of the guys are coming off serious injuries. Right, and then you lose Mike McGlinchey, and and you you promote Colton McKivitz apparently right now at least that's a that's yeah. a downgrade. Yeah. And you lose Brunskill too. McKivitz arguably might be the the worst of those three. Yeah, yeah. Brunskill, Brunskill he's kind of like Swiss Army knife. You can put him anywhere. That's very good depth to have. He played a lot for the 49ers. McKivitz yeah. didn't. McKivitz has played has started five games. Yeah, I imagine Burford will get improved, so there's that little improvement. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, they That's haven't true. really added anything to the offense outside of Sam Darnold, which is not better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, overall, right now, the offense is downgraded. Uh, and what's but- funny is like adding guys to the offense, I feel like it's part of the reason the Niners don't do it, or they don't do it very much, is because it takes a long time to learn the offense. Mm-hmm. You know, you add, a, you add a vet to the offense. Like, what did Sam Darnold talk about at his press conference? Hey, guys, you understand. I have to learn this offense before I even get a chance to compete. And it's really hard. And it's really So we'll see if I pass the first test, and it's a big one. Yeah. It seems like a lot of times when Kyle Shanahan brings guys in, it's like guys who went to Harvard, guys who went to Stanford, guys who've played for him before, or guys who he has no problem registering for a year uh, while they learn his system. Or he's, he's in like a tank year, and he'll play whatever. You know, yeah. Ayuk, you got to play in 2020. Otherwise, man, sit on the bench and, and learn the offense. That, to me, is kind of Kyle Shanahan's – it's one of his deals. Yeah. We've seen reports you know? lately. I want to get your take on uh, Boogie Nights. <laughs> Boogie Knight. Uh, I don't know if you heard That's anything so about That's so funny. Yeah, There's but, really a, a player named Boogie Knight? Boogie Knight, That's yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, 49ers. I, I love that movie. Wide receiver. I love that. Okay. His, his measurables are really, really good. Like, what kind of receiver is he? Like, like a Cooper. Slot? Cup. Yeah, like a Cooper Cup. Oh, you want to hear something? I'm going to break some news on this channel. Okay. I heard from a source close to the situation who let me, only one source though, that the 49ers were inquiring about trading for Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Now, you know, he seems to be on the trade block and uh, because they, the freak, what are the, the Patriots, excuse me, the Raiders signed former Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers, who's kind of a slot receiver also. Mm-hmm. So people saying Hunter Renfro. I'm not saying the Niners are going to trade for him, but from what I heard, a commu- due diligence was done. Due diligence was done. 
Hunter Renfro is underrated, man. He's he might be one of the top five route runners in it. Why are the Niners in the market for a slot receiver though? That that's, that's what that, that's what gets me. So now we got Boogie Knight, we got Hunter Renfro. There was a report earlier in the offseason that um teams want to trade for Brandon Ayuk, but the Niners don't want to give him up. But here they are looking for other like you know, not Brandon IU guys, but route running technicians, guys who can do some of what Brandon basically Hunter Renfro can do everything Brandon IU can do except the stuff down the field. Just saying. And the yeah, Niners I mean, do have Danny Gray. And well, you know what else you got, Grant, is you have two guys that are pretty much slot receivers, but not that's not their position. But Debo and CMC are also basically their best talent as a, as a slot receiver, in my opinion. <laughs> so. It's, it's curious to see how they're going to distribute the ball with all these guys. If they pick up another guy, I wonder who they plan on dealing for him. Are they talking draft picks or a player? I, look, hey, man, this was, this was telephone. I, I was talking to mm-hmm. uh, basically – I can't even give away too much, but I was talking to a colleague, and he was like, hey, man, just want to let you know. I heard this. Uh, you should know. So thank you very much. Um, yeah. And it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it means that the Niners – what he heard was that the Niners were – at least calling and at least finding out, you know, what's, what's it going to take? What's the, uh, what's the price? So I didn't know the Niners were in the market for a slot receiver. Apparently they are. Is that what they view Brandon Ayuk? Cause if you think about it, they drafted Brandon Ayuk to be the split end, mm-hmm. but he runs a four five. Like mm-hmm. Debo's faster than he's a, he's a really good receiver, but he's not prime Odell Beckham. Like he's not that guy who has that burst to take the top off the defense and run that 4-4. He's not. No, he'll get you chunk plays. He's a hell of a receiver. But is that maybe the Niners thought he'd be something different, and maybe what their main issue with him is that he's not as fast. He's not super explosive off the line of scrimmage. He's not a super deep threat. Maybe they look at him at like, look, we'll just get Hunter Renfro, use him the same way, and we'll get Danny Gray to, clear the, to, to run the clear-out routes. I don't know. Well, here's my take on it. Yeah. It could be a little different. Let me know, but... They they wanted Debo is supposed to be wide receiver one. Is he a wide receiver one? Mm. No, he's not. No, he's really not. No, he's, he's not, not a route runner. He's so not a route runner. Brandon Ayuk had to play that that role, and I've yeah. been saying this for several months now throughout this season. It seems like 49ers have one wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. You know, yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a Debo thing. I mean, at some point they're gonna have to pay either Brandon Ayuk and Debo. I don't know. Maybe they're trading Debo next year. Uh, Jesse Naylor says Boogie will be the eventual Debo replacement is my guess running back in high school yeah that's very interesting yeah you know Niners love uh, wide receivers who used to be running backs for sure for sure that's not Hunter Renfro though Hunter Renfro is much more on the Brandon I I think of Hunter Renfro as Brandon Ayuk with uh, 4.6 speed instead of 4.5 speed 49ers want wide receivers that play running back they don't want actual wide receivers unfortunately but they do need at least one dude who can run a route on the freaking team who runs faster than 4.7 they can't get rid of Ayuk. I don't understand how they can get rid of Ayuk unless they replace him with another traditional wide receiver because they don't have one on the team. If they trade Ayuk for a first-round pick, draft a right tackle, and trade for uh, Hunter Renfro, is that good? It's very dangerous. Hunter Renfro isn't Brandon Ayuk, and God knows what you're getting with that right with that right tackle in round one. I mean, last time the Niners drafted a right tackle in round one, they got Mike McGlinchey, and that was with the ninth pick. God knows who they might take with twenty-five fifth pick. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Scary. And, and but I wanted to break that news. I did hear that. I, I, I was like, you know what? I won't say it. But now I was like, you know what? Yeah, I heard. The Niners are interested in Hunt Front. Doesn't mean they're going to get him. Yeah. But what does it mean that they're kicking the tight? Now that that's two slot receivers that they're looking at. Slots. Does that mean that know. Jawan Jennings is not coming? I might mean that, huh? Let's look. It's a year ahead, right? The Niners, red shirt. So Jawan Jennings, is he signed long term? Hold on. 
He signed a year. Jawan I think they, they did Jennings. the one year option on him. So he's uh, yeah. So he's, he's got one more year. Yeah. So he's got one more year, which you means know, he's probably going to be another te- on another team next year. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, the Niners are thinking a year ahead. Uh, looking yeah. at that slot receiver position, Jawan Jennings probably going to get paid like uh, Kendrick Bourne did because he he catches a lot of like touchdowns for this. I mean, he catches important passes for this team. So and do you really think? Ayuk and Debo will both be on the team next year. Not this coming year, but the year after that. You think they can really do both? I mean, I don't think they should do both. I, you can't, you can't keep extending all your wide receivers and running backs. Yeah. Look at the Chiefs. They they spend on offensive line and quarterback. The Niners spend on running back and wide receiver. Like that's backward. I'm sorry. Those are the positions where you can get instant contributors in the draft every year. Yeah. Every year they're like, man, there's. 15 wide receivers who are all pro caliber coming out yeah. like all yeah all, all the best athletes play wide receiver and all the rules uh cater to them you can't touch them you can't look at them you can't talk to them you can't breathe on them i mean all that yeah. stuff in the nfl and maybe they have plans for danny gray and tay martin maybe they have, i know they were scouting uh, a couple wide receivers in the draft too so yeah like a lot of times we the niners will just redshirt a, a player for a year and people think well that guy must suck or the niners must be really down on him yeah. That's what we thought about Aaron Banks, mm-hmm. and we were wrong. So yeah. let's see what, what – maybe the Niners have a whole plan for Danny Gray. Sitting him for a year was part of it, and they feel yeah. like, you know what? You know, if we <laughs> – Danny Gray and Hunter, Hunter Renfro can give us everything we wanted in Brandon Ayuk and more. Maybe they're wrong, but maybe they're thinking that way. I have no idea. So yeah. we'll have to see. It, it, depending on who your quarterback is, if it's Trey Lance, you need a Danny Gray. Otherwise, you're wasting his arm, right? So if it's Trey Lance as your quarterback, you need a Danny Gray. All right, moving on. The Lions are the team, the big winner of free agency, I would have to say. If you talk about which team improved the most in a meaningful way, the first thing that comes to my mind is Detroit because that was a 9-8 and eight team with the fourth-ranked offense in the league last year and the 32nd-ranked defense. They needed to do something the Niners and Eagles, you could argue they're a little bit better, but they're both kind of treading. I mean, there's not that much more they can do with their, their, they're kind of built teams. The Lions are coming. They are approaching that top tier. They had the worst defense they added. Emmanuel Mosley, Cam Sutton. Um, they also added Chauncey Gardner Johnson to go along with Kirby Joseph and Jeff Okuda yeah. and Aiden Hutchinson. All of a sudden, this defense is coming together. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that? They are on the Niners' level yet. I think they have to sh- prove that. I think they've made the right moves. I like their coaching staff a lot. I think Dan Campbell is underrated. I, you know, I think it's because of Me his too. personality. He's kind of like a, you know, what's the word? He's kind of kind of got a Jim Tom Sula thing coming yeah. going on. Yeah, but his off he's an offensive guy. His offense is legit, and he's very aggressive. They go for it on fourth down a lot, kind of like Sirianni, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they have to prove it first. But I think they're definitely on that path. Their defense has improved. You know, they kind of have a similar question with the Niners, though. Is Jared Goff the guy? I don't know. I mean, he made a Super Bowl, but he didn't. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of the question. But they also have several draft picks um, early, so they can make some moves there. If they draft a quarterback, I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like, we know that Jared Goff is a terrible – is a (laughs) – doesn't match up well with the 49ers defense. Like he's a sitting duck. Now, the Lions have a great offensive line, and we'll see if the Niners can beat that. But they do have Bosa and Hargrave, so it seems like they should be able to put some pressure on Jared Goff if they face each other. And Goff is just, I mean, he's Geno Smith with less mobility. I, 
and the Niners own those kind of quarterbacks. If Detroit were to get a quarterback who could get outside the pocket and throw deep, then all of a sudden, I mean, those kind, the Niners really struggle against those quarterbacks. So if they get Anthony Richardson, I'm thinking, well, we'll see. I mean, any guy, even Will Levis, man, anyone who can get out of the freaking pocket, although Will Levis seems like he kind of is like Jared Goff in the sense that he might have some mobility, but he doesn't use it to escape pressure at all. Like he's just yeah. standing there. I don't know. But if they get Anthony Richardson, all of a sudden, they match up very well with the 49ers. Very well. And they were a win away of, from making the playoffs last year. A one yes, win away. Were. Yeah. Yes, so they I were. Mean, this, I mean, the moves they made should be enough to get them over the hump and make the playoffs. I would expect them to make the playoffs just on paper. They look like a playoff let just, team. Let me just remind people of something. So the Lions were 9-8 and eight last year. The Eagles were 9-8 and eight in 2021. They were very aggressive in free agency last year, and then they went 14-3. and three. That's sort of what the Lions are trying to do. They're 9-8. and eight. They're just very aggressive in free agency right now. They signed five, six guys. Impact, like starters. Yeah. And now, I mean, the NFC North is wide open. Rodgers is leaving. The Vikings are such pretenders. And the Bears, the Bears. Well, the Bears might be coming uh, up too, but it seems like the Lions are the team that really seized the offseason more than anyone. And again, they got their first round pick coming in this year, Jamison Williams from last year. He redshirted. He was hurt. And they got four picks in the top 60 this year. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be a factor, man. I, I definitely see them making the playoffs. I think they've had the best offseason. I think everyone sa- is saying that. Um, so. so they're going to be a factor. And they were good last year. They weren't, they, they scored a lot of points last year, a lot of points. Their yeah. offense was potent. And now if they get this defense, they're going to be trouble. Yeah. Yep. And again, you, you don't have to have a great defense in the NFL. You can't, there are no great defenses. You don't have to have a very good defense. You can have a, a middle of the road defense and win a Super Bowl. The last two have done just that. Uh, and a, again, like people say, well, it's Jared Goff. You can't take him seriously. Well, at least they know who their quarterback is and they know they can keep him upright. The Niners can't say either of those two things. They don't even know who their quarterback is. Uh, and even Goff if they did know, they couldn't say they keep him healthy for, for eight games. Jared Goff did not play bad last year. Uh, no. I think that's uh, people are looking at him because he got traded from the Rams. And, they, and plus the Niners have beaten him a million times. Right. A million but times. he didn't play yeah. overall bad at all last year. He played really well. So uh, I don't know. They could, they're definitely going to be a factor. I'll see him in the playoffs. I would be shocked if they weren't in the playoffs. I think the Bears actually did a decent job this year too. So I agree. Those two yeah. teams are the ones on the rise. Uh, the, yeah. the Packers could be last place team in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rod Simmons says Sal and D'Amico both specialized with linebackers before being DC. Wilkes is a DB specialist. So how will he make up for the DB communicator uh, end now that Jay Ward is out? Interesting. Gibson? Gibson? Apparently, Talanoa is like a, a communicator extraordinaire. That's what he does. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to lean on Talanoa. He's an all-pro. But that's a really good point. The, the last two Niner DCs were linebacker specialist guru coaches and the linebacker the the Niners have had better linebackers in the rest of the league the last Mm -hmm. four or five years everyone's trying to have because they're basically safeties yeah they're basically DBs and what the Niners look for isn't necessarily how you defend the run it's how you defend the pass like Fred Warner's the best because you can't throw over the middle against him he's freaking 6'4 and he will he will pick that ball off so you got to go other places like other teams yeah. didn't figure that out. So now the Niners have a DB guy, which has really been the weakness of their uh, defense for a long time. It's going to be interesting. This is kind of, it's kind of funny. The 49ers, uh, it seems like they built their scheme around this transition of 
having linebackers that are basically safeties. That's kind of mm-hmm. the, the the trend you see going through the NFL. So the 49ers are like, okay, we're going to be run heavy to mm-hmm. go against these linebackers that aren't so big like they used to be. And it's not going run heavy is not the way to go in 2023. Yeah. Please don't. You want to be balanced, but not. You're, no one's going to win a Super Bowl running the ball. You kind of saw you that won't. towards the end of the year. I think Kyle Shannon. He, it seemed like he was changing the the play calling towards the end of the year last year. It was a it was a play action yeah. passing team all of a sudden. Yeah, which is why it's really important for the left tackle to stop tipping running pass, please. Yeah, and please. to get a right tackle. Ooh, that too. Rod Simmons says Sal and D'Amico both specialize with linebackers. Well, I just read that. Dave Barclay says, "What up, guys? Killing it as always." How much I miss? Uh, we we just a little bit. Half hour. Yeah, good. Uh, Scotty Dippin says. Is he married to Larza Dippin? Says Renfro, though. No, this dink and dunk O is exhausting. And after seven years, I can't keep watching this. Yeah, that's enough. Like, en- en- enough with the dink and dunk. Yeah. But, but he's Renfro like, is good, man. Renfro is good. good. He, he's his route running. Go watch he Renfro is very good. highlights, man. His route running is ridiculous. Okay, so the title of the show is Over Under 13 Wins. We're getting there. We've talked about has their defense improved? Has their offense improved? Defense has improved, although it's not as deep as it was. The offense has not improved, although they have young talent. We'll see what happens. Uh, also, the lines are now in the picture. It's not just a two-team conference. It's a three-team conference. And now we got to talk about the 2023 schedule. Last year's schedule was easy. So was Phillies. The two easiest schedules in the league. I traveled with the Niners, not in their plane, but I did it too. And I'll tell you, there was not a lot of travel. There was uh, a trip to Charlotte. There was a trip to Atlanta. Other than that, bunch of short trips mexico city a bunch of denver really short there was a chicago but nothing not very much on the east coast Mm -hmm. and on top of that they played a lot of teams on the road that didn't have home field advantages Mm -hmm. how many times did the niners go on the road and fill up the stadium with their own fans mexico city was one of them that was supposed to be a cardinals game so a lot of home games not a lot of travel last year this year it's a different situation let's look through what the niners got they got a road game in Washington that's really far. And that is a team that has fans. They got a road game in Pittsburgh. It's really far. It's a team that has fans. Uh, Cardinals every year. Uh, Cleveland, East Coast. I mean, Eastern time zone. Rams, uh, Eagles again. So that's, that's, we're already at four trips inside the Eastern time zone. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see, what else we got? That's a lot. And then, am I, what am I missing? I mean, there's, there's more than that, isn't there? No, there's, there's the Jacksonville one. That's another one, which also could get flexed to London. And no. um, there might be one more that I'm missing. But, yeah, that's a lot. That's Washington, a lot. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Philly, Jacksonville. Minnesota and Minnesota. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it seems to me like, yeah, the nine, I wouldn't bet on the Niners winning 13 games again. Although no. they might win the Super Bowl. But, man, that's a tough regular season slate of travel. Yeah, and who's the quarterback? How's he going to perform? Again, seven, year seven, we don't know. So, that, that, like, we have no idea. if it's, Is it yeah. Trey Lance? Is he going to be good or is he going to not be good? Is not just good? that. Another variable. New pass game coordinator, too. Yeah. Clint, was it Clint Kubiak? Clint Kubiak. It's yeah. Clay Kubiak and Clint Kubiak. It's one of the Kubiaks, new Kubiak, who hasn't yeah. been here. So, I mean, good, that'll be a difference. defensive coach. There's all kinds of different new things. I always forget his name. The guy that went to the Houston to be the offensive coordinator, he was talking about – Slow it. Slow it. He was talking about the 49ers always have struggled the last couple years. 
a new year, new coaching transition. So they're going to have to work out the kinks in the beginning of the year. They got a lot of travel at the beginning of the year. Who knows what the quarterback's going to be. If they don't upgrade the right tackle, that plays a big factor in my opinion. So it's kind of hard to predict how they're going to do. But last year was kind of an anomaly. I really think they just went on a run, man. And to expect that this year, I don't know. I, don't, I think 13 wins is going to be tough. There's definitely going to make the playoffs, no doubt. Whether they win 13 games or not, that, that's a different question. I feel like last year they started off slow, right? They they mm-hmm. were three and five or at some point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the schedule just broke real favorably in the sense that they didn't have to go anywhere anymore. They never had to go east of the Mississippi after, I want to say, like mid-October. And every road game was a home game for them. Yeah. So they kind of lucked out that way. But what I think is interesting is they started off slow the last two years. And you pointed, like, Bobby Slowick says there's kind of a reason for this, right? They have a lot of coaching turnover. Are they going to start out slow again this year? New pass game coordinator. The, the starting quarterback could be a guy who didn't do any training camp. Yeah. Uh, their offense starts out slow every year. New defensive coordinator. What if the defense takes a little while to figure out its identity? I mean, what if, the, what if they have, you know, they like to start on the road. They, they actually request the Niners. From what I understand, they want to start on the road because they don't like the hot games at home in Santa Clara where they're, you know, people potentially getting heat strokes. So what if they end up back to back Philly Pittsburgh first two weeks? You know, I mean, like, whoa, this could be, yeah, man. They lost to Chicago week one last year. Yeah, and I fully expect Trey Lance to be the quarterback week one. I don't expect Brock Purdy to be. So I don't know what that means. Has he jumped? I have no expectations. Yeah, uh, who knows? I don't even know if we're going to be alive tomorrow, Ryan. <laughs> it's a good question. Man. I have no I expectations. Hope, I hope yeah. so. I mean, yeah. the thing is that Trey Lance, I mean, he, the thing he needs is experience. He's probably going to be your QB1. The things he's needed the most is experience. He hasn't had any. Being On hood. On yeah. hood. On hood. Yeah, funny money. I totally yeah. agrees with that. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah. So but I don't know. I just, I would, it's interesting. Oh, go ahead. I would expect their record to not be as good this year um doesn't mean they can't still go far in the postseason win a super bowl who knows but i I don't expect them to have the same record that they had this past year i would you know a game or two more in the loss column i would expect it seems like a slightly more top heavy team than last year you sacrifice some uh some depth on the defensive line for javon hargrave Mm -hmm. which i get but now i mean this is this is a team that's played 40 games the last two seasons, and now they got a, a lot of travel. They got a lot of yeah. – I mean, I don't even play in the games, but I'm looking at that like, man, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're exhausted. That's like traveling. six hours on the way home. Because I, I always yeah. try to make it home so we could do the do, do the, the show. show. Yeah, It's hard when you're coming back from the East Coast. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it is. It's so. a lot of travel. There's a lot of unknown. There's not that much depth. The quarterback position, the right tackle position, all that to me just kind of – it's a harder record or a harder schedule. Yeah. They're not going to win the same amount. Of, I would be surprised if they won the same. I, I'm not even looking at rosters because it's freaking March and things will change. Yeah. There'll be as a draft, there'll be injuries and trades and all that. But yeah. just looking at it from a a tribal standpoint, you know, and, and not just that. Like Pittsburgh has fans. The the Niners aren't going to fill up Heinz Stadium or whatever they call it. Yeah. Philly, we already saw that. That's a legit road game. And I think one of the things that the Niners weren't really uh, prepared for in that NFC Championship game was a legit road game with a, a, a hostile, loud environment. Like, they came out real casual. Like, they were at home calling play-action passes. Like, yo, you're on a silent count. Yeah. You don't do that very much. That uh, defensive line is just exploding off the ball. 
Like mm-hmm. there is no hesitation. And you know, you don't experience that very much. You experience that in Seattle and Philly. And next year, it's gonna be more of that. Not, and of course, teams teams face it every year, but the Niners somehow didn't last year. Something to keep. Yeah, going. and they didn't care about the. They weren't even respecting the run. They, you know, Hargrave, I think it was the one who told told everybody that their plan was just on play action, just go after the quarterback. Who cares about the run? And that's why know? I really feel like Kyle's offense. I don't know if how how much longer it's going to be the dominant offense in the league because Kyle's offense is built on 1990s principles. Build a dominant run game. The defense will sell out to stop it because defense's number one priority used to be to stop the run. If you can't stop the run, you can't stop anything. So make them overcommit to stopping the run, draw in the linebackers, beat them over the top with play action. But now in 2023, the number one priority of a defense is to stop the pass. Do not let them beat you over the top. Play two deep safeties. Yeah. Let them freaking run the ball. Invite them to run the ball. That's, that's all changed. So play action, man. You're not getting chunk plays off play action. What no. is the benefit of doing this? What you get is a very high-risk, slow-developing play for maybe 15 yards. Yeah, the plan for Kyle Shanahan was everyone was transitioning to a passing game offense, and therefore the defenses were adjusting with their coverage linebackers. plan for Kyle Shanahan was like, oh, we're going to resist that. We're going to continue to be a run game. We're going to double down on the run game. And I think what we're seeing is that, that – Our quarterbacks are running back. Our wide receivers are running yeah. back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're seeing that that's not the plan. And there's a reason why no one else does this. Yeah, yeah, he tried to be different. And I think what we're seeing is towards the end of last year, Kyle Shannon realized that's not going to get it done. And he started passing more. So who knows what this offense is going to look like this year. Um, Maybe he's evolving. Uh, Yeah. Evolution would be good because I haven't seen much change in evolution from Kyle Shannon in his life so much. Ryan's frozen. Think he's coming back? I had both screens frozen. I don't know if it was oh. me. Was it me? Ah, yeah, it was you. But now you're back. It's all good. All right, Why the cool. hell didn't we go all in for Lamar? I don't know. Because they only go all in for quarterbacks who played one season in Division II football. I'm sorry. Why would you actually go? I don't understand where the Niners make their decisions. It doesn't. Here's the thing. It doesn't seem like they have a coherent plan at quarterback. Yeah. It doesn't ever really. It seems like you know they had a, the plan originally was wait for Kirk. Mm-hmm. Then they scrapped that. Go with Jimmy. Then, I mean, Kyle Shanahan soured on him. Like, they never really have had a plan at quarterback. They pretend they do. And they made Niner fans believe that Trey Lance was the plan. And now I think Niner fans are starting to be like, you know what? You played me again. You played me, and I don't like it. And it it doesn't feel good. Well, maybe they had a plan. They just, the plan was bad. You know, they had plans. Just bad plans. Yeah. No, they're on plan eight. Right. Plan H. <laughs> yeah, Plan H. Sure, Payne says if Kittle is out, why not trade for Waller? Um, Kittle Wall- isn't out. Waller was just traded, right? Wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Kittle's yeah. not out. Jason Verrett. Mm, sorry. No. Nope. Spencer for hire says the only way we get over the uh, over on wins is by establishing a team identity in the off season. Kyle's indecisiveness indecisiveness equals slow start. Kyle needs a life coach. Yeah. Decide what you want to be on offense uh, before the bye week. Yeah. Niners resign. Oh, Ross Dwelly's back. Yeah. yeah. Woo! <laughs> nice. That's tied in three right there. Ross Dwelly. I think they're going to get He's going to get four catches this year, baby. Four. <laughs> That'd be a yeah, difference man. maker. I'm happy for you, Grant. I know that's your guy. Definitely. Yeah, Ross Dwelly, he's going to be a QB three. Or t- tied in three, excuse me. He, I think they're nice. going to get it. They're going to get a tight end in this draft. Yeah. I don't understand why there's no market for Ross Dwelly. 
He has never dropped a pass in his career. Now, yes, he literally runs a 5-1. He is the slowest. <laughs> like, there are offensive linemen who are faster than Ross Dwelly. Yeah. Who cares? Who freaking cares? Like, okay. he runs the same routes as Jawan Jennings. He's bigger than Jawan Jennings. He gets open like Jawan Jennings. They could throw him the ball when they're at the three-yard line. Like, he's not yeah. going to get even guarded. Anyway, congratulations, Ross Dwelly, man. That's dope. I'm glad. I take, I feel like I'm at least 80% responsible for the fact that he's still in the NFL. Me. He get you a cut, a little agent cut. He should. Yeah. I will, I will strike if he ever, if his career ends. I'm, when, when he's done, I'm done. That's it. Yeah. So this, does this change your uh, outlook on the 49ers? 15 offense? wins. 15 wins. Four <laughs> catches, an extra three and a half wins. There we go. It's a difference. It's a difference. Good stuff, Ross. I hope yeah, they really did, and, and Will, Willard Culver didn't just get my if Ross up for Dwelly, If Ross Dwelly was in on that Eagles game, does Brock Purdy get hurt? Absolutely not. No, are you kidding? Ross Dwelly had no chance against Hassan Reddick. No chance. Jay Figs Ramon says, the Cabo Clicks ideology is challenged with a quarterback who has a diverse skill set. I feel like Cabo Click, the Cabo Click is a lot like, you know, most Jimmy Garoppolo fans that just don't think you can win running RPOs and shotguns and stuff. It's like, I don't know, man, both teams in the NF in the Super Bowl did a lot of that stuff. Like you're the only team trying to hold on to 1998. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Mr. Candle says you call the line Trent and some guys banks. Um, banks is decent. Yo, banks. banks Trent is and some guys. I got it. I read it. I understood it now. Yeah. Banks is good, man. He's, he's, he's solid for we'll sure. See. I like Brindell. You can take another too. step. I like Brindell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They're good. They're solid. Yeah. I would call Banks solid, steady. Brindell, solid, steady. Are either of those guys like good? I don't know. I don't know. And then I was on a particularly dominant run team. And they do have a really good running back. A couple of them. But like dominant offensive line, like your potty at his prime. Like is, is Banks that yet? No. But maybe. In the future, Banks probably benefits by being next to Trent Williams. I would imagine a little, bit. a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. All right. So this to me, tell me if you look at it this way. But going into the off season, we were all talking about who the Niners going to sign at quarterback, and I wanted Mariota. And I, the way I looked was, whoever they sign is going to indicate which quarterback they're more, they believe in more, or that Kyle believes in more, Brock or Trey. And the reason I wanted Mariota is I felt like that indicates being all in with Trey, actually committing to that style of offense. Mm -hmm. He went to the Eagles, who are running that style of offense. And Mariota's talking about, you know, I, I just, I'm here for Jalen Hurts. I want to help Jalen Hurts. Yeah, uh-huh, great. Niners signed Sam Darnold, who to me is a bigger, slower version of Brock Purdy. Um, so that's, to me, it's not, it's not a good sign for Trey Lance. And it... It's not like I'm rooting against Trey Lance. I wanted them to sign Mariota. But, God, this is just another little piece of evidence that makes me feel like Lance is on the outs in Santa Clara. And, again, I don't know why. And I hope he gets the opportunity to prove him wrong. Mm -hmm. But, man, this doesn't feel like good news. And if I were Trey Lance, I'd be like, boom, here we go again. Here we go again. Now you're building the Brock Purdy offense. Got it. Okay. I don't know if I see it the same way. I, I mean. Hey, how do you see it, man? Because I this this is – this is bleak to me. This is, I don't like this. I mean, I, I like think, Sam Darnold, but I don't like what it means for Trey. Put it that way. I think Kyle Shanahan has had a team where the quarterback cannot stay healthy. 
and I Mariota. And so here's the thing. Um, Darnold is not an upgrade from Jimmy. It's a downgrade from Jimmy. None of the Jimmy, Brock, Trey Lance, they all had different styles. Um, Kyle has not really shown that he gives a damn about styles necessarily. Uh, from an athletic standpoint, you know, Darnold's a big, strong dude, kind of like Trey Lance more so than Brock. I just see, I just see Sam Darnold to me. I see Sam Darnold as that was the best quarterback that they could find at a reasonable price, and that's why they went with him. That's how I kind of look at it, in their opinion. Um, I think that's why they got Darnold. I don't necessarily know if it means anything about Trey Lance or Brock Purdy necessarily. I just think Kyle's always kind of had a thing for Darnold. They could get him for a decent price, so they got him. Um, I don't know if Kyle Shannon – I think he's just a little bit – there's a history of injury here, and he's trying to have an insurance policy. Who's the best quarterback I can get at a reasonable price because we cannot keep quarterbacks healthy? I'm sure he doesn't blame himself for that, but he's just had a struggle keeping quarterbacks healthy. There's Brock Purdy's unknown. Is Brock Purdy going to come back? Is his arm going to be the same? When is he going to come back? Is Trey Lance going to get injured again? Because you know Kyle's probably going to keep running him. Uh, I think Sam Donald, to me, I just look at him as an insurance policy. Right. No, I just, the question is, is he better than Marcus Mariota? Mariota got a one-year $5 million contract with the Eagles. Yeah. Darnold got a one-year $4.5 million contract with the Niners. Mm-hmm. They had their choice. You know, the Eagles basically said, hey, hey you, you choose. We'll, we'll, we'll sign a guy after you. And the Niners chose Darnold, which he's younger. You know, and maybe he has more upside than Marcus Mariota, but I think there's a clear difference in style. Mariota is a great fit for the Eagles. And I thought entering last season that the Niners were trying to transition to that kind of an offense with Trey. But now I feel like they're not. And maybe that's a good thing. I mean, you didn't really want them doing that kind of an offense. Maybe this feels like, yeah, they're going to be more like a Brock Purdy. They're going to continue to do what they were doing with Brock Purdy last year. But mm-hmm. Trey's going to get an opportunity to do that. And they're not looking at him as a Marcus Mariota dual threat type, even though Kyle Shanahan literally called him that two months ago. I don't get it. He didn't yeah. used to call him that. Now we called him that after he got hurt. But maybe this is an indicator like, hey, Trey, no more zone read. You're coming off a really bad injury. Why don't you yeah. just do play action? I don't know. Maybe he's a play action quarterback now. I hope so. I hope so. I yeah. think that's how, that's how he needs to be used. Yeah. I just think Trey Lance is unknown. Brock Purdy's unknown, like especially coming off the injury. Now, Brock Purdy mm-hmm. wouldn't be that much of an unknown had he not come off the injury, even though it's a small sample size as his games. But coming off a UCL injury on your throwing arm, there's question marks when it comes to Brock Purdy. With Trey Lance, it's been such a small sample size. There's question marks with Trey Lance, and they need to make sure that they have a serviceable quarterback and, you know, Mariota, I probably would have, I think me and you talked about it. I would rather have Mariota as well over a Sam Darnold. But Kyle's always had a thing for Sam Darnold when he was coming out of the draft. Um, I think he was excited to be able to get a player like that as a QB2, QB3. I don't necessarily know if that means they're down on Lance any more than they were before they they got him. They, I think Kyle just doesn't have an answer at quarterback. He, he either because of injury or because of, just they don't work out, and he's trying to find it still in year seven. And I just think Sam Darnold is a good QB three and kind of, kind of what Kyle Kyle likes. I have a feeling that uh, he liked Sam Darnold a lot coming out of USC. Um, but I also feel like Kyle Shanahan, he'll watch a quarterback on tape and decide, man, this guy is exactly what I want. Like he signed off on Jimmy Garoppolo. He signed off on Trey Lance. 
but then he'll bring the guy into the organization and there's other things like the personality and the brain. And I think with Kyle, he likes the way Jimmy throws the ball. I don't think he minds Jimmy's physical limitations, but Jimmy's mental limitations, his inability to make quick decisions or good decisions just killed Kyle. And I think he felt that right away. Like, you know, as soon as that's what I'm saying. So he might like Sam Darnold. He might be like, you know, I like the I like the skill set. I like this and that. But once he gets him in the room, and you know, if it's if it's six months in and, and Darnold hasn't really gotten the offense down, he'll yeah. sour on him real fast. You know, yeah. I mean, one of the reasons that Brock Purdy and Trey Lance are here is because they're so smart and they, you know, uh, they make good decisions. Like they're yeah. not trying to make this the, the Jimmy Garoppolo mistake again. That's why they give these quarterbacks these cognitive tests because God knows what Jimmy would have gotten it. Sam Donald has not proven to be a better decision maker than Trey Lance, and he's five years into his career. Dude, he hasn't pr- pr- proven to be a better decision maker than Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm not sure he's like, I'm not sure he's looking at Sam Donald like, yeah, this is my guy based on what he's done. No, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, Kyle, if he's looking for his guy, well, there's a report. <laughs> That the Minnesota Vikings are interested in Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. which it doesn't mean they're going to get him, but that would sort of indicate that the not that the Vikings might trade Kirk Cousins. Not that the Niners should be interested, but you know Kyle Shanahan. If there's one quarterback he wants to work with above anyone else, it's Kirk Cousins. Not just because Kirk Cousins is like the perfect physical specimen for Kyle's offense, but it's it's the personality fit, you know. He Kyle can be negative. Kirk will take it. They're friends, and um, Kirk is very smart. He understood. He can regurgitate Kyle Shanahan's entire phone booth, phone book, playbook. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Niners? What do they think the chances are the Niners of getting Kirk Cousins this offseason? I guess it's the chances of uh, the Vikings getting Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, I mean they already guaranteed. I mean they're still. They're still relatively cheap in the quarterback room. Yeah. You know? Um, and this is, if one team would be interested in Trey Lance, it might be the Vikings because he's from out there. I mean, you should have seen when he was at the joint practices this offseason, there were so many Minnesota sports, local from all over the state, just asking Trey, like, so what's it like to be in the NFL? When was the last time you were in Minnesota? And he was like, guys, I'm just trying my best to play NFL. Like, I don't really want to reminisce right now, but... It was a big deal for him to be there. They might want him. Ooh. If they go to Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold as the quarterback room, and, and we have no high side potential with the Trey Lance in there, I'm going to be depressed. Like, I really yeah. like it. I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be good, but the potential of it gives me hope. Like, okay, maybe this guy might be an elite quarterback, but if Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins are your quarterback, you don't have an elite potential in any one of those three. And that, that Kirk Cousins, I would, I would be upset. Yeah, but if the Niners trade for Kirk Cousins, you're going to hear people real quick. You know, people who use Excel, Microsoft Excel a lot, being like, "Hey, the Niners oh. can win a Super Bowl with with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Niners can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins." <laughs> yeah, it's going to be yeah. interesting. I, I, I yeah. don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Brock Purdy to me is the. I like Brock Purdy better than Kirk Cousins and Sam Darnold. Uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins has a better arm, especially right now. You know, I just have a gut feeling that Kirk Cousins is going to play on this team under Kyle Shanahan at some point. Don't you have that gut feeling? Hasn't that ship sailed? Hasn't it? It has to have. No? You still think it's... No. How old is Kirk Cousins? I, that's, my, that's my hot take. They, they are going to join forces at some point. Has Kirk, how old is Kirk Cousins right now? 35? No, 35. I don't think he's quite. Kirk Cousins. Age. 
34. He'll be 35 in August. Ah, man, you could see it. So here's here's what I think if they do bring in Kirk Cousins at some point. Kirk Cousins, he'll probably get a one-year deal maybe somewhere. I don't know. But they're not going to – I don't think they're going to move Brock Purdy or Trey Lance anytime soon. It's – well, it depends on relatively what you're talking about. But I think that's going to happen after this season if it happens. If they move Trey Lance, it's going to happen after this season. And so if we see Kirk Cousins, maybe it's next year. But, I mean, in order to bring him in now, they're not going to keep four quarterbacks um, unless Brock Purdy's injury recovery is really far delayed. So they're going to have to trade somebody or cut somebody. They're not going to cut Purdy. They're not going to cut Sam Darnold after just paying him three and a half. So they would have to trade Trey Lance. To trade Trey. That's the only way they would make it work. Yeah, Trading for Kirk Cousins and trading away Trey Lance would be – I'm not saying it'd be a bad move because, well, I guess we'll find out, but it would be very, no, I'm, I, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I can't say for certain what it would be, but I can say for certain it would be very unpopular. Yeah. Very unpopular. Niner fans would lose it. And you know what? I don't think Jed York wants that. There's some teams that are like, you know what? We know what we're doing. We're going for the Super Bowl. Our fans will get on board eventually. The Niners and the Cowboys aren't really like that. They're like, as long as we're in the mix and our fans are happy, we're good. So yeah. as much as Kyle Shanahan might want to do something insane, insane like this, I don't think Jed will let him. Well, see, that's funny. I talked to uh, Jesse yesterday. Jesse came yeah. on, on on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and he, um, like this, uh, like his theory about Jed York in regards to yeah. um, his opinions on like, it. what are you doing with Trey Lance? Do you, do you think Jed York is involved with this stuff? Do you think he expresses his opinion on Trey Lance and the investment he's made? Do you think that yes. plays a part? This yeah. is, I think, when you talk about the number three pick in the draft, a quarterback who's supposed to be a franchise quarterback, someone you traded three years first of, worth of first-round picks to acquire, yes, that's an organizational decision. Mm-hmm. Jed was involved, and we've heard him talk about this. He also he said stuff like, you know, I have no problem with, the, with Kyle sitting Trey Lance for two years. You know, that's no yeah. problem. He didn't say three. And I think from his perspective, like, yo, I've he's invested a ton in Trey Lance picks money I mean Trey Lance has 25 million dollars cash from Jed York already and I think Jed's already said I'll be patient you know what I mean but the whole idea is that this pays off eventually and you're just going to trade him after all that and get rid of him without giving him a chance I think from Jed's perspective after all the investment he's made he would like to see a little of Trey on the field before they just pull the plug wouldn't that make sense so I think he, so. What I told twenty five million sunk cost. So I, I I what I told Jesse is I think he probably feels that way, but is he bold enough to express it? That's what I'm wondering. Is he really going to be like Kyle? I need to see. You know, I don't know if he's got the balls for that. Excuse me, excuse my language, but I don't. Well, know what he, he could do is if if Kyle says I want to trade Trey, uh, Jed could drag his feet. I don't like that deal. Mm. Mm, we're not getting enough back. Yeah. If it's all the same, why don't we not do that? I mean, like, what are you getting for Trey right now? Coming off an injury, hasn't even shown he's healthy, hasn't done much the last two years. It's not an all-time yeah. low. So it's it's arguable. It's it, you know, it's arguable yeah. what you'd even get back and if it's worth it. From from Jed's perspective, what might be worth it is actually getting some type of return on his investment that's more than you know a third-round pick after two years and twenty-five million. Yeah, and and this is why I keep saying, you know, a lot of people. I think Kyle's really down on Trey Lance, but this is why I think that they want Trey Lance to work out. Jed York wants him to work out because of the investment made. Kyle Shannon wants him to work out because of, of course he's the guy. They went out and picked him. They've spent all this draft capital. So I think Trey Lance is going to definitely have 
every opportunity this year because of those investments. Agreed. And because Kyle Shanahan and Jed York want it to work. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's one thing to say, like, you know, we, we hit on Brock Purdy, so it suddenly doesn't matter what we have in Trey Lance. Well, it was looking that way, but then Brock Purdy got hurt too. So, again, you don't know what you have in Brock Purdy. Let's call him Brock Purdy 2.0 from now on. Because, you know, Brock Purdy 1.0 is in the past. You don't know what you have from Brock Purdy 2.0. You don't know what you have from Trey Lance 2.0. You never knew what you had in Trey Lance 1.0. You can't really trade him yet uh, unless Jed York says, I don't care. Go ahead. Bring in Kirk Cousins. I, I trust you. I don't, I don't see that happening. No, no. I don't see, I don't see it. I, I think he, he definitely probably feels the way you're talking about. I just don't know how how much he to express it. Yeah, how, how vocal he's going to be about but it. But even if he doesn't feel comfortable in expressing it, he, all he, he can still be an impediment to trading Trey. Yeah. Even if he doesn't come out and say why, he can yeah. say, Kyle, man, we're only getting a third. We got to see what we can we're get We're only from. getting a third. We only, yeah. only got to see what we can get from. And if the, the solution is, hey, you know, we're going to get rid of Trey because we're bringing in Kirk Cousins, Kyle, Kyle. That would be less popular than if you had tra- drafted Mac Jones. Do you understand? Yeah. Then we're going right back to where we were two years ago and, and why you couldn't draft by Mac Jones. Like, do you want to go there? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jed was one of the ones that talked Kyle out of drafting Mac Jones. Mm. Dude, it's not good for the organization. Is there anyone else? Yeah. Would, so the Jed factor is legit. It'd be interesting to see. I, obviously, he's not going to come out as strong as he did with Harbaugh 10 years ago. Right. Um, but it's still his team. And I think yeah. he signed off on this to begin with. And he has said stuff like two years. Okay, it's over. Yeah, I mean, Kirk... Yeah, no, I would be a little depressed if, if, if our our limit is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Corey Wiggs says, do we know they chose Darnold and not Mariota? Could Mariota have said, I'd rather be a number two instead of number three? Let's face it, if no one is traded, the number three will be holding a clipboard on game days. No, there's going to be a new rule that you can uh, suit up three quarterbacks this year, most likely. Um, they're getting the same amount of money, and we don't even know that the Niners were interested in Mariota. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, Corey, we don't know any of that. But good question. Mike McGlinchey. Prediction when Kyle leaves, writes book, blames QB. <laughs> I'd love to know what Kyle Shanahan calls his autobiography. And which quarterback? The quarterback. Which quarterback is yeah. he blaming? Yeah. All of them. All of Blame them. all the quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's noon, guys. Thank you uh, for watching the show. I'll be back today at 3 with Larry Kruger. What are you doing the rest of the week? Oh, man, I think I'm going on with Larry on Thursday. I got a show with you. You're going to be on tomorrow along with... Emmy-nominated actor Cameron Britton, who is a 49ers fan. We just hit 3K. Hey. Yeah, we just hit 3K on my channel. So Congrats. please come and subscribe. Thanks, Grant, for all your help, yeah, helping me get there. Grant will be Absolutely. on tomorrow at 10 o'clock a.m. 10 o'clock. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Check me out on Ryan's channel. Go like, subscribe, all that good stuff. See you guys. Oh, I skipped Jimmy. Hold on. I skipped one. I got you, Jimmy. I skipped one. Oh, oh, I did. My bad. If Lance won all those four games as well as Purdy did, would there even be a competition between them right now? No. 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 Which is why, again, the only reason I think that it's a, it, I don't think there would be a competition this offseason if Brock were healthy. What he did, you can't, you can't trump that in a, in a practice. But he's not there. He's hurt. He's Brock 2.0 now. So we're going to have to see who gives. We don't know who gives the Niners the best chance to win. We'll have to see what Brock 2.0 looks like. Yeah. And Trey 2.0. Yes, sir. Ryan, thank you very much. My pleasure. See you guys.